podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. chapter 2 verse 1 through 14. Luke chapter 2 verse 1 through 14. We have been journeying, haven't we, through the Christmas story, beginning with Elizabeth and Zachariah and the promised son then that was going to be John. And we've looked to the reality then as well as the angel appeared to Mary and told her that she was going to have a son. And the reality then too for Joseph who was uh, obviously the husband-to-be, and we've already seen in our nativity the reality that that would have been a very difficult scenario, but also a very blessed position to be in, that the Lord God chose to work through these people, these faithful saints. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, was about to be born. That's where we got to in our story. But just to add something to the mix in the story, just because there wasn't enough chaos, the emperor, or the governor, as uh, Phoebe so eloquently told us, was Quirinius. Impressive, Phoebe Louise. I didn't know how to pronounce it until Phoebe said it. Winning. (laughs) The uh, the governor said, actually, what we need is a census. So what I want you to do is I want you to all go to your hometown, return home so that you can be counted. And this for Joseph then and his wife-to-be is that they had to head to Bethlehem in Judea. So we pick up the account then in Luke chapter 2 verse 1 through 14. In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, also washing their socks, so I've heard. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. That will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A saviour has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. Listen, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we've got right now to look into your word. We pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds, that we might hear, that we might understand what you've got to say to us. Father, that your Holy Spirit might move. 
that follow this morning as your gospel is preached that lives might be changed as we hear the good news of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us now, we ask, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. This is an absolutely amazing account. And we know the story well, don't we? We've grown up with it. And we know the ins and outs, or so I thought I did. Yes. You see, let's just try and place the setting and just find out what God's trying to show us through the account of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to zoom in on the place and we're also going to zoom in on the shepherds. Because I believe, as we read this account, that there is something even more spectacular that God is trying to show us. Mary and Joseph are late to town. It's understandable. Firstly, they didn't have a minibus. They had a donkey. I don't know whether you've ever seen a donkey at full pelt. It's not great. It's just what I've heard. It's what I've seen, all right? So they didn't have a nice car to get in. And of course, while well, Mary's pregnant, which means that's going to be difficult, so they are late to town, and when they get to the town of David, when they get to Bethlehem, there is no room. We all know the story, don't we? Any room? No. Any room? No. Any room? No. Hey, but I suppose if you really want to... Oh, she's pregnant. That's awkward. If you really want to, though, there is a stable. Sorry, what? Well, you've lost me. <laughs> This is my wife, she's pregnant, heavily, about to give birth. Stable's not going to cut it. Well, there's no more space. There is no room for that child. There's no room for you. So there's a stable and you can make do. And the scenario seems absolutely mind-boggling. Imagine how difficult that situation and circumstance was. They had nowhere to stay for a pregnant lady in labour. So they end up in an animal stall, most likely a cave, something carved out of the cliff face, fit for animals. A place that is horrid. Essentially, it is fit for animals. There is no birthing room. There is no birthing pool. There is no pain relief. I've only been present at two births, so I, I, I cannot possibly begin to imagine. But nevertheless, the reality is that this is not going to be nice and there is nowhere for a newborn baby that is fit for a newborn baby to go. But as we well know, if the baby is coming, there is absolutely nothing that mum can do about it. The word tells us in verse 6 and verse 7, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. Don't you find it amazing when you think about the account that the, the, the very place that Jesus is about to be placed is a probably not a, a nice wooden manger as, as lovely as this is. It was more than likely a cold, hard stone 
that have been carved out as a water trough. You've probably seen the likes of such uh, during your time. It was a place that did not seem to be fit for a baby to be placed. And as Jesus is being placed into that manger, meanwhile, in the fields, there's some shepherds hearing some incredible news. Listen to verse 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. Why did I highlight that when I first read it? I'm going to highlight it again. This will be a sign to you. Listen to what it says. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I mean, I've seen better signs. Haven't you? I mean, the wise men, they get a star. Yeah. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Let's just start back a second. The first people to hear about the Messiah being born are shepherds. What? Of all the people groups in all the world, shepherds. Now, when you look at that, you probably have just read over it and thought, well, that's the story. But think about it. Nothing's haphazard. Nothing's in the word of God by mistake. Nothing is left to chance. The angel goes to see the first people that hear are shepherds living out on the hillside. And their sign, the sign that they'll get, is that you'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Why is the reality of the hard moment for Mary having to lie her baby in a dirty, horrible animal trough. Why is that reality a sign for the shepherds that the Messiah, the Saviour, has been born? A baby in a stone trough is a sign to the shepherds. Church, it's the sign that we have already seen as Mary has given birth to her son, Jesus Christ in a stable. Listen, John, Elizabeth and Zacharias' son, in 30 years' time, is going to say this. John chapter 1 and verse 29. It says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said this. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John said this about Jesus as Jesus was walking towards him 30 years from now. Says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let me just put this to you. Where else would a lamb be born? Where else would a lamb be born other than in a stable? Other than in a place that is fit for a lamb to be born. 
other than a place that is made for a lamb to be born. John has told us, he said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, when we read the story, we see the turmoil, the difficulty. Church, it's perfect. The setting isn't by mistake. The setting is not by mistake at all. It's not because they were late. It's because they were meant to be late. It's not because there was no room. There was meant to be no room. The Saviour, the Lamb of God, was always going to be born in a stable. And he was always, but always, going to be placed into a stone trough, into a manger wrapped in cloths. Now that's a sign to the shepherds. Because the shepherds know something that we don't. The shepherds are absolutely in the frame of mind where when the angel says, this is going to be a sign to you, this baby, this Messiah, the Son of God, the Saviour of the world, is going to be placed in a manger. I'll tell you what the shepherds know that we don't. You see, out on the hillside, where they're tending their flocks. When it comes time for lambing season, they come back to town. And what they do is they set aside the perfect, spotless, lambs without blemish. As mum gives birth, the perfect lambs are placed into a stone trough, out of reach of all the other animals, out of the way so they can't get hurt, they can't get damaged. And these lambs are placed to one side. Why are they placed to one side, you ask? Well, they're placed to one side because they were for the sacrifice that happened in the temple. They were placed to one side in the stone trough because they were set aside for sacrifice. So when the angel says to them, this will be a sign to you, they go, there's a perfect, spotless lamb that has been placed in a stone trough. This is joy. This is news. We want to go and see this because this is God's saviour. This is God's Messiah. Church, we see the story and so often we miss the truth, don't we? The reality is that God has set in motion something, a stage of events that when you look at it seem haphazard and crackers. But the truth is that God has a salvation plan. That my saviour, that your saviour, was going to be born in a place where there was no room for him. He was going to be born in a stable. And because he was perfect and spotless and blameless, the very lamb of God, he was going to be placed in a manger. And the first people that would hear, would hear about it would be the only ones that knew that that was a sign. We don't need a star. We know full well that the Messiah has been born. The sign was perfectly clear for the shepherds. The perfect gift has been sent. Church, we have to unwrap the gift. We have to unwrap the gift. Today, church, is the day that there's a baby in a manger that has been sent for you and me as a substitute to bear my sin and my shame, to bear the punishment that I deserve for the sin that we have, church, in our lives, 
There is a perfect sacrifice. Not a sacrifice that needs to be repeated week on week, but a sacrifice that is once and for all. That God has sent his perfect lamb. He has sent the Lord Jesus Christ to take away the sin of the world. And John declared this. John said this. He said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.